If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. I created a space where we can celebrate the unsung and the undervalued. A place where we focus on the many talents and influences from women within the culture in hopes to inspire women everywhere to overcome adversity in a male-dominated world. Welcome to Woman in Hip Hop. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jazzy Bell, and welcome to Woman in Hip Hop. And you already know on this show is where we focus on the many talents and influences from women within the culture. And today is no exception. We have Memphis, Tennessee's own, 3-6 Mafia's own, Gangsta Boo in the building. What's up, mama? <laughs> Thank you for having me, girl. I appreciate that. No, I love that you're here. Like, you're one of the ones that really did your thing in this culture. So you're still doing your thing. And I know you got a lot that you're going to be doing in the future. And we'll get to all of that. However, we will, we will, we will. what I like to do on this show, if you're not familiar, is this show is, it is here to, like, inspire other women. Okay. Regardless if they're in the hip-hop community, regardless if they, like, doctors, lawyers, in the streets doing whatever. Right. It's so hard for us to kind of, like, get inspiration from other people. And I feel like in hip-hop, I've always looked to women like yourself to help me find my voice. Yeah. All right. I have those, too. <laughs> <laughs> I have people that I go to. See what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So I like to talk to you, ladies, so we could just talk about your humble beginnings, everything that happened throughout your career, and everything that you got in the future coming up. Down. Let's get it. All right. Let's do it. All right. Now, we already know. 3-6 Mafia's own Gangsta Boo is here. We're going to get to all of that, but I love to give people a backstory of how you became the woman you are today. <clears throat> so let's talk to me about, like, let's talk about your early life, like your childhood, like coming up in, in Memphis. Like, how was that for you? <laughs> One of them, huh? It was just normal, just, you know, just normal. I don't really know how to answer that. <clears throat> just I just grew up in Memphis. Memphis is a pretty rough city, so... I was like a product of my environment, but I survived the struggle. Mm-hmm. Just like took out the experiences and the lessons that I learned within that struggle and just applied it to my life for a positive way. And luckily for me, music was a form of expression, so I got to express myself in that format versus um, any other thing that couldn't um, end me up in a, a bad place, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like jail or dead or you know somewhere. Um, you know, being you know doing things that I don't really want to do to degrade myself for money or stuff like that. So I did have a opportunity to express myself in a good way so I'm, I was stoked about that I am stoked about that but yeah it was pretty rough but you know now when you say you know you was able to express yourself in a positive way <clears throat> through the avenues I'm sure of hip-hop when did you start rapping when I was like nine but it was more uh in a poetic format mm-hmm. I just used to write poems to my dad oh to your dad. <laughs> uh-huh. Why your dad? Talk to me uh, about y'all. Just I'm a I'm a dad's girl. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, he passed last year. Mm, was it last year? That. No, not that was 2018. Um, 2017. Yes, I think. Oh. So yeah, we were just real close. You know how it is. I'm the only girl. Uh, got brothers, but yes, I was a daddy's girl. So I just write poems to him. I don't really know why at that time. Wow. <laughs> Do you uh remember like the first time you actually wrote like your first flow outside of it being poems? Po- poems. Mm-hmm. Uh. 
Probably not really. Okay. I, probably like around same age, like around nine to ten, because um, me and my homegirl, we used to rap on the radio back in Memphis. We had a um, radio station where they'll let you just call in and rap. Word? Yeah, so we was like one of the kids that used to call into the radio. We just wanted to be on the radio. So I used to do stuff like that, too. So I would say about 10. 10? Uh-huh. I don't remember what it was. We were just more of a positive, positive <laughs> rappers. Like, it was little girls. So we just rap about, like, uh, being positive in the community and stuff. Wow. I know. That was funny. That is really dope. Now, who were some <laughs> of your um, influences, I guess, or some of the women in the industry that you could say you looked up to prior um, to you getting on and becoming a gangster boo? I would say, I don't know if look up to would be the word mm. from for me back then. If anything, it kind of, I started looking up to people, or I don't even really like that word, because I, I, I level with most people. Uh, but, uh, I started drawing my inspiration okay. as I got older from certain women. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I was younger, I used to like, you know, the women that was out at that time, you had what, Brad, you had, I'm just speaking on my, from, you know, me growing up, I right. remember the Brad, I remember mm-hmm. Salt and Pepper, I remember MC Light, I remember Boss, I remember Yo-Yo. Yes. So those are the type of women that I used to be like, oh, wow, you know, that's pretty cool that they rapping or whatever, but I wouldn't necessarily say I, like, looked up to them, like I said, until I got you, older. You drew inspiration because you uh, saw them doing that thing. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, honestly, women didn't necessarily, ins- well, like I said, when I got oh, about 16, the mm-hmm. woman that was inspiring to me was Lil' Kim. Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when I was younger, I had brothers, and, like, I was around boys all the time, so if mm-hmm. I, you know, I was looking up mostly to the dudes. Who were some of the dudes? Come on, we give the fellas love <laughs> up here, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm just keeping real. Uh, just, just dudes <laughs> in my uh, neighborhood, you know, okay. like, the, the, the neighborhood drug dealer. Got it. You know what I'm saying? I got brothers, like real blood brothers. So just my brothers, uh, my cousins, my uncles. Um, but one of the rappers, well, a couple rappers that I was inspired by in Memphis, uh, well, just in general, when I was younger, like I said, it was mostly dudes, would be A-Ball MJG, Skinny Pimp. Yeah. Um, who else? I used to like Super Dead Ghetto Boys. Yes. Tupac. You know, people like that. Mm-hmm. Now, Gangsta Boo. Oh, Easy E, too. I got an NWA. Oh. My mama used to listen to them, so. Oh, fast. I know, man. <laughs> too Short. Too uh, Short is one of my favorite rappers. And it's funny you say Easy E, because I always say out of all the fellas in NWA, he's my fave. Yeah, man. Come he's on now. And he wasn't even writing his own stuff, but it's just like his delivery and his swag and his approach, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's like undeniably just talented in his delivery. Everybody can't do that. A lot of people look goofy. A lot of people voice sounds stupid. <laughs> Even when they do get handed a rap, you know what I'm saying? Everybody right. can't pull it off, and he pulled it off. Not to mention he was, like, the brain behind them, so. Facts. Now, how did you come up with your name, Gangsta Boo, uh, for the people that don't know? Yeah, yeah, I barely know, to be honest with you. No. <laughs> uh, now, my, it was a Boo was like a little nickname, I guess, that <clears throat> my auntie used to call me. And gangsta just kind of came from myself wanting to be hard, because mm-hmm. a lot of the rap, the uh, male rappers in Memphis um, were called gangsta Pat or gangsta Black or gangsta this. You know what I'm saying? Got it. And so, like I said, I was just anything to be inspired, anything to do that the boys were doing, I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of honestly where the gangsta boo come from, like. Me already being boo, and it's like, hey, I'm going to be gangsta boo, because that's gangsta pet, and that's gangsta black, and that's <laughs> gangsta so-and-so. I want to be gangsta boo, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I, I I use it different. Back then it was to be hard, and it was to be a badass, but now 
um, me being a grown woman, I do it. I, I use it in, more in a different meaning as far as on it. <clears throat> yeah, it's getting a necessary greatness stimulating the abnormal. Say that shit again, <laughs> Rebix. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because I know at one point in your career you wanted to change it from gangster boo to, to lady, lady boo. boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually did because I was um, going through a lot of spiritual stuff, religious stuff, just trying to find who I was. At the, mm-hmm. I was 21 years old, so I was young. I didn't really have a lot of direction. Mm-hmm. I was just like rapping with all those crazy niggas and we was a boy <laughs> partying, doing drugs, drinking. It was just a lot of stuff going on. So I found myself in depression and mm. religion did get me out of that depression, but now I'm more mm. spiritual than anything. I don't really claim religion or nothing like that. But um, yeah, I went from gangster boo to lady boo to crazy, you know what I'm saying? But I'm still lady boo. I was always um, lady gangster boo or crazy lady gangster boo or lady boo to gangster, some shit like that. <laughs> but yeah, for the most part, gangster meant being a badass, but now it's like, no, it's getting a necessary greatness stimulating the abnormal. There and my real name, Lola, so I go by that as well. Yes, 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 yes. Now, I'm glad you broke that down. Yes, now, honey. Now, we're going to get to this 36 <laughs> Mafia. Of course, the world want to know that don't know, because what I love about what's happening right now, I feel like a lot of people are starting to look back and research and see who really, like, started all this crunk shit and yeah. started, like, really started all these movements yeah. that it seems to the kids today that was originated today. Yeah. And a person like me that loved the culture, I'm like, uh-uh-uh, no ma'am. <laughs> That's not what happened. <laughs> I know, right? So I want to talk to uh, talk to you about 3-6 um, Mafia and how the group was formed. Can you explain that? Um, It was a collective at first, just with a bunch of hard rappers in Memphis, and then it just, I guess, the, the best out of those collective um, ended up in a group. I'm assuming that they were having labels reach out to them mm-hmm. and tell, I guess the labels was like, yo, I like this one, I like that one. And maybe they was asking Paul and them, like, yo, y'all need to be a group or something instead of, like, 30 people. Y'all need to, like, you know. Figure it out. Yeah, uh, short, shorten it up a little bit. Yeah. So I just end up making a cut, honestly. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's how it was formed. Like, you got Lord <laughs> Infamous, Coopster, Crunchy, Paul, Juicy, and me. So, Paul and Juicy was already doing their thing. I, I ended up on the Paul side of thing because we went to school together. And Lord Infamous and Coopster and Crunchy, we all kind of grew up together just like living in the same neighborhood. It was an area called... Whitehaven, we named it Blackhaven, and South Memphis was nearby. It's, like, on the south side of town. Mm-hmm. Juicy and Project Pat, they was from the north side of town, which is, like, North Memphis. So, yeah, we just kind of formed together like that. But um, I think that I was probably one of the last ones to make the cut officially, officially, because, you know, back then it was seemed to be weird. A lot of men didn't want women to be in a group. Mm. I mean, rappers, I would say. I mean, punk rockers and rock bands been doing stuff like that. And I would assume maybe even back then it was kind of, like, hard for women. I mean, we still fight fire rights. So that's why I wasn't even on the first album cover that we had, which is called Mystic Styles. I wasn't even on that cover because they thought it was weird to have a female on the cover. But mm-hmm. by the next album, the, the people were like, no, we that's gangster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I made a name for myself, and I represented the women. I was talking shit for the girls, and I was saying, nah, I can hold my own just like these dudes holding their own. And I was a voice for the girls, so I had to be on the album cover, which kind of, I feel like, personally solidified my name and my staple in the group. Now, and how old were you when you guys uh, formed the actual 14. group? 14. 
See what I was I'm, fourteen. They wow. were older than me. They, yeah, they older than me. I'm I'm in my thirties still. A lot of people don't know that. Okay. Uh, I just started out really, really young. Mm-hmm. So. And Mystic Styles, I want to say, did that come out like ninety five? Yeah, ninety five, ninety six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to say ninety five. Mm-hmm. But I was rapping with them like in ninety three. Mm-hmm. Fourteen. You were a baby <laughs> girl for real. Yeah, I was a little girl. I was like, whoa. I think back like, damn, my mama had me just out there. <laughs> Not <laughs> had me. She allowed me to be. Yeah. But I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> I mean, how was that for you? Because you see with everything that's happening in the news right now, with like the R. Kelly situation, right? Oof. It, okay. <laughs> Might have to go there a little bit. Only Girl. because you brought up your age. And I know a lot of people oh. were like, you know, Aaliyah was very young. And a lot of these girls are so young, so impressionable, oh, yeah. want to get into the business. I agree. How was it for you? Is it something? Like, explain oh. that at 14, young girl in a hip-hop uh, predominantly male group? Well, for me, I would have to say I was so tomboyish. Like, I literally thought I was one of the guys. <laughs> so luckily, I wasn't hit on a lot. Okay. Uh, kind of like an ugly duckling turned swan type of thing in a sense where I literally was one of the boys. But, I mean, as I did become more in tune to my feminine side of things, which was very soon. I started getting the hips and ass soon. Girl, you know, as black girls, we spread, okay. honey. So I was about 15, 16. And yeah, of course, I had older men. Now that I think back, older men was definitely in my face wow. who should not have been in my face. You know what I'm saying? Um, sometimes I did get taken advantage of, um, you know, but it's a, it, it, it can happen. So I could definitely see how those girls... Um, fell into the situation that they fell in. Luckily for me, I was surrounded by guys, and we were on a mission, and they really didn't let nobody get close to me like that. We mm-hmm. was like, we didn't even really fuck with nobody in Memphis. Mm. Three, yeah, we was like super 3-6, that's it. No, we don't fuck with nobody. So I am blessed in a sense where I wasn't out there on the limb alone. You were protected. Yeah, I was protected. Sense. So I can't really say I've experienced stuff like that in a sense where I got violated by colleagues or peers or whatever, but mm-hmm. I have just on some normal woman stuff have been approached by older men and back when I was younger. And now that I think about it, I was like, damn, what a fucking creep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's scary out there. Girls should definitely be careful and be aware and don't want to be grown too soon. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> just because you got ass and titties don't mean you got the brain the to, mental capacity yeah, the mental to handle com- that. Yeah, it's, you know, and that's type, certain things can scar you for life. I mean, certain things that I went through in the past that's personal to me, it still, you know, triggers. I have triggers, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I'm in therapy for all kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But like I say, luckily, I did dodge several bullets. Like, my dad was in my life, my brothers, my mama. You know, I, I did come from a good family structure. Mm-hmm. So... And you had the, the the fellas with you. In the I had them with me. Yeah, I had them with me. You know, we was three six mafia, and mm-hmm. we was already crazy. So people was well, we want well. Yeah, no, we were crazy. We were crazy, <laughs> <laughs> and um, our image was crazy. So a lot of people thought we worshipped the devil. A lot of people just didn't oh, even wow. know. Yeah, six 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 three six. Got it. Yep. So um, we wore a mask. We talked about guns. So mm-hmm. people were really scared of us anyway. So mm-hmm. well, thank you for sharing um that um, story because I'm sure somebody out there listening right now is like. I appreciate what she's saying. Yeah, you got to be protected as a female, and parents need to uh, pay attention to their daughters more and um, not allow their daughters to do certain things. I mean, that's just real talk. I personally wouldn't. That's why I don't even want kids right now because I think I'm going to be that psycho mama like, like, would be, you let your daughter, if you have one, get into this music industry at 14 like you did? Uh, I can't say I will because the thing mm-hmm. is, is like, I could, people say can say what they're won't do or will do until they're in that position. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
But I know one thing. I wouldn't have my daughter sitting around no motherfucking R. Kelly. I know <laughs> that. We ain't found no shit. I know that. Oh, Lord. That's <laughs> uh, a fact. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? That shit weird, man. You know, just a lot of a lot of parents, and I'm not saying them. I don't know those people. Right. I only saw an edited interview. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But it just seems like a lot of those people, a lot of parents be chasing their dreams through their children. So... I, 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 you know, I don't want to be that type of parent. Like I said, I'm going to be one of them. I don't even want nobody touching my baby, kissing my baby. I'm going to be weird. I know it. So uh, it's like, Especially I don't with even, your first. Yeah, man. I'm like, uh-uh. Like, did you wash your hands? I'm going to be very weird. <laughs> but I, that's a sad situation. I can't even really look at Aaliyah the same, unfortunately. And that sucks. They play one of her songs on, uh, I was watching, um. The Music Choice, Music okay. Choice channel. And it was like music. And right after I saw that damn interview of R. Kelly, AJ number number come right it's, on TV. Mm, it don't feel the same, right? Nah, it don't, man. And it's like, damn, now, you know, he ruined a lot of my childhood ex- great experiences from music. And now I look at Aaliyah pictures. Her birthday was yesterday, I, I believe. And yep. just looking at it, it was like I can almost see sadness within her eyes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, um, women, definitely take care of your daughters if you got daughters. And daughters, you little young women, you little young ladies, do not... Try to grow up too fast because it's a scary, cold world, and I know it's getting colder, mm. and I know it's getting more demonic and more evil because it's more people. Like the kids, kids growing up and porno and the internet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Gotta, gotta, gotta pick a side and stay there. Pick a side and stay there. Y'all heard it first, right here, gangsta boo. Okay, now we talked about the experience, like with that. Now talk about your experience within the group just being, like, the only female, like, in it. <laughs> like, outside of, like, all the extra like stuff. Like what? Like what? Just, like, I mean, first of all, y'all was cray-cray. <laughs> Hold on, you said cray-cray? Cray-cray. <laughs> and we loved it because we was like, wait, what the hell? Like, y'all were cray-cray. Y'all were a breath of fresh air. I mean, because y'all, would you say, originated crunk music? Yeah, I, w- I would say that. No, I was. I would say. Definitely the originator? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then came Lil John. Okay, and then like you, you being the only female in the forefront with all of that. I mean, talk to me about the experience. Like, how was just being in the studio with them, but just being the only female and fighting for, let's say, your bars to be heard or your verse to make the track. I definitely, it was definitely a lot of jealousy within Mm. the group, you know, because I was a female and I was snapping, and they like, you know, (laughs) men they don't know how to handle a woman in power. They don't know how to handle that. They get freaked out. They get weird. Mm. They start thinking that the bars be about them. They just start, goddamn niggas, then that, then the motherfuckers start sneak dissing each other in <laughs> lyrics. Uh, so that part, I would say, was challenging and mm-hmm. difficult because, once again, I was just fighting for my position. But meantime, I was just spitting bars. I've always been able to rap. I've always been able to write. I don't know how. I don't, you know, I've always been able to deliver um, do you have a story where you like, man, I had to fucking cuss Paul out girl, or fucking Juice J. I'd be like, y'all gonna put me on this. <laughs> yeah, we always arguing. We are, we still arguing. <laughs> I'm gonna be with Paul actually next week. Shout out to Paul. Yeah. He we, also has a show here on um, yeah. Dash Mixtapes. You know what? I look at him as like my baby daddy without the kids. And not well, okay. without the fifth our kids is three six mafia. You know how you have a baby daddy, you know, if you're if he's your baby daddy, that's a term of we ain't together. Right. Most women don't really like their baby daddy. And the right. baby they don't like it's like, nigga, we just got this goddamn kid. But no, I like him, I respect <laughs> him, I love him. Right. But yeah, we bicker, we bicker. It wasn't always we, like that. I was like, what, bicker? It wasn't right. It it wasn't always like now y'all good. Yeah, we older. Mm-hmm. It's like we lost two members. In the group, man, mm-hmm. Lord Infamous and Kusta. Life is just so crazy. Like, and Lord rest- Infamous was his 
cousin? Um, uncle. Uncle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Paul's sister is Lord's mom. So how would that go? Yeah. Paul Lord. How is that? Let me see. Then yeah, Lord is Paul's uncle. Okay. Yeah, Laura, Mama Paul's sister. Okay. Something like that. Right. Well, I, I I know it's just like that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, girl, and life just short. Like my 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 good girlfriend passed not to, um, a couple weeks ago. Speaker Fox, she was a DJ female from Atlanta. So recipe Speaker Fox, and at this point we get checks together. So it's like we gotta talk to each other. We got mm-hmm. a legacy, you know, that people are still using. So we got If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. But eat together. We got to make money together. So it's like, dude, you want me to come to your party or no? Uh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but growth, growth and development, man. I'm, I'm proud of my growth and development. I think it um, comes from me being aware of being aware and conscious of my attitude, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and just wanting to be a better person. I, like I said, I, I do therapy. I listen to this guru all the time. It's an Indian guru named Sadhat. Mm-hmm. And um, I just love to be enlightened, and I think um, knowledge is power, and the more wiser you become, the more smarter you become. So oh. you could just let stuff roll off your shoulders instead of holding in stuff and grow mm-hmm. resentment and stuff because at the end of the day, it only poisons you. It don't poison the other person. That's a fact. That's a fact. Now, since you did touch on that, I know you've been in many interviews where people talked about you and um, DJ Paul mm-hmm. when it came for you guys past relationships, whether it was intimate or not. And you've uh, addressed it. And I like, um, I seen an interview, I don't know if it was on Vlad, and you were saying how, let's just say I will never mix business with pleasure mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. Did I quote you right on that? <laughs> I don't remember, but, you know, I'm not, den- I'm not denying, like, right. if I said that or not, I don't remember the interview actually talking about or the question. Mm-hmm. So what would make me say that? Mm-hmm. But what's your question? <clears throat> Does you two, is that something that you feel like you do regret doing? Like Who said I did? Okay. <laughs> I, I think I mean, that's I, what it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we never. I never said I did anything like that. Okay. I just, um, I think if you mix business with pleasure, that's on. I mean, I don't see nothing wrong with that at this point in my life. Like people are married that do business together. Mm-hmm. You got some husbands that manage their wives. You got some wives that manage their husbands. So it's just pretty much on how you want to build your each empire. Each situation is different. Yeah, each, and each individual is different. And mm-hmm. like I said, growth and development is the best thing that anyone could do to uh, limit uh, a lot of bullshit that could possibly happen um, with yeah, with, with lack of knowledge of what you're trying to do. Yeah. So, yeah, girl. I guess even for me and my experience, because when I um, saw you say that, I was like, yo, and I, like you said, every situation is different, and as you grow, you you can never say never, right? And I with me, can't do that. Right, so with me, I I personally went through something like that when I'm like, yeah, this was a mistake for me. Yeah, yeah, And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I would never mix business with pleasure again. <laughs> this was a disaster. So regardless, I'm not How here. How you feel now? You still, so you feel the same way? Absolutely. Mm. So it's, this, it's, this is not about mm. you claiming, yes, we dealt with each other. No, we didn't. I was just more fixated yeah. on if you live by that model or not. <sighs> Man, it's like moving forward. I guess I guess like it depends. Like Mm -hmm. if you just having a fling with somebody, Mm -hmm. is that mixing business with pleasure, or is mixing business with pleasure actually being in a relationship with somebody? Like it depends on what. A little bit of both. I think it's both. I can't say I won't. You know, if if I'm not in a relationship, I can't say I won't see somebody that I'm working with and something won't tingle down there. (laughs) I don't know. You know what I mean. 
enticing. That thing is entangling, honey. I don't know. <laughs> and not that I'm knocking anybody, because this yeah, is the no, industry we're sure. in, and these are our peers. So it's very easy for us to want to be attracted or deal with somebody that's adjacent to us because we're in the same field. So it's quite normal. But I, I will say this: like, mm-hmm. I don't do like. Well, I guess probably I won't. Well, yeah, I, I, I probably won't because I don't like deal with rappers. I don't deal with producers. So yeah, I don't have none. Of, I'm not laying my eyes on no none of them. Gotcha. Yeah, so I guess I can probably say I won't mix business with pleasure in the rap industry. Boom. There yeah, we go. Yeah, and if I'm on Moving some actress shit, who knows? You know what I mean? Denzel is but like, yeah, we're good. I don't want to fuck no <laughs> industry nigga, no rap niggas. That is not my <laughs> cup of tea. I'm cool. Yeah, Mm-mm. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, and that's how we had to get we right. had to get coordinated, coordinated. <laughs> now the first song, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that you was on was it called Chief of the Reef? Uh huh. Yep, that you're was right. your first one. That was well, yeah, that was my first solo song I did with them. Yep. Okay, and how was that for you? First solo, first solo, Gangsta Boo. Yep, Chief I was 15. Mm. Came out in '94. It was fun. I like my little voice was so little. It was just, it was fun. It was cute. It's, you know, sometimes it's cute. They say uh, ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. That is so true sometimes. It's just like, oh, just walking around, you know. So it it was a fun time in my life being that young and, and vulnerable mm-hmm. and not knowing and just, you know, like, oh, wow, shit. And, like, everybody liked the song. and mm-hmm. But that also made a lot of the guys, not just necessarily them within a group, mm-hmm. kind of like feel like a, I was a force to be reckoned with. Some liked it, some didn't. So I got hated on a lot by a wow. lot of men in Memphis. Wow. So <laughs> see what the weird. women go through this body. I got hated on a lot. Still mm-hmm. to this day. I'm just like, y'all sit y'all as a Memphis child. I got to... Is it they just don't like a strong female voice? I think so. Opinionated yeah. sister. Black sister. That's why yeah, sister. Black. They ain't even opinionated woman. Yeah, opinionated it's, it's, sister. It's, it's definitely. Mm-hmm. I personally feel like as a dark skinned black woman, especially, it's mm. something about the, us that makes them intimidated. I have no idea why. Because um, you can take another female of another culture or race. I personally seen it with my own two eyes. Not saying everybody do this, but they can have the same crazy. They can do the same thing, but in some way they're more submissive. I, I mean, and to, and, and, uh, to the to the man, you know, it's like damn, that's crazy. Like um, I know that when I, I saw, I was reading some reports or whatever where they said seeing said go. uh, Santana. Yeah, and I like I liked her. I, you know, I. I Past tense, huh? Yeah, well, I mean, okay. I don't know her. I, 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 I liked her, like, on Instagram. I like what she was doing. Right. But um, I don't know if she did feel like that. Now she recanted her statement because, you know, mm-hmm. it came out. I honestly don't know. But it did. I don't like when other women say black women are aggressive when they be the louder than us. It just it irks me. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that little shit like that will make me be like, mm, cool, scratch you off my list. I don't need no type of negative vibes um, <laughs> and or attacks towards my sisters and, I, you yeah. know, me. So, yeah, because it's like we already got so much, so many people attacking us. We are the most unloved r- women. Most unprotected. <clears throat> uh, uh, unprotected and disrespected uh, women. So uh, it's like, damn! Now we gotta deal with you hoes too. Yeah, the the loud Latinas. Da, 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 da. Okay. Well, I'm gonna keep on showing support and love, but you know, everybody crazy until everybody ain't crazy no more. But um, yes, yeah, it was pretty interesting doing that record and just being gangsta boo in general still because I do still get hated on. Mm, I love how you touched on that. It's so crazy because I reached out 
to Joe Budden and I said I want to sit down with Sin <laughs> Santana and actually talk to her about that so she could get a full understanding. They decline on what he said. He think it would be a dope idea. He's gonna try to make it happen. Oh, that's cool. I like Joe. I ain't gonna lie. I, I, I didn't like know too much about him. Mm-hmm. I just uh, only used to hear what people say. Mm-hmm. But um, he just like he he got a strong voice. Mm-hmm. He voices his opinion, and he kind of nonchalant with it, so I think people don't really know how to gauge him, mm-hmm. and they say people fear what they don't understand, and sometimes their fear turns to envy and dislike. Mm-hmm. But I actually like him, and I like their union. I hope I hope they last. They got a really cute baby. Yeah. I just feel like um, I don't need no female that claim they're not black saying anything about black women as far as, like, I like black men because... They like me more than whatever the fuck she said. I just mm-hmm. kind of feel like certain things are touchy right now, especially for us black women. Mm-hmm. And um, we do got to stick together. That's why I'm excited. I was excited to do this interview, and I appreciate that. Because, yes. yeah, we do deal with a lot, especially in business. But it's okay. We're strong. We got this. We are the mothers, honey. Are the mothers, honey. Yes, honey. <laughs> so, listen, speaking of this, I'm going to do a throwback. I'm actually going to play the record. Which one? The record. Was- yes. oh, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Introduce it. All right, yo, what up? What up? This your girl, Gangsta Boo, and this is my first solo song. DJ Pop produced to be in this called Chief. I'm talking about weed and drinking and being just a badass. Yeah, we'll be right back. has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
record. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> now listening to the record, how does it make you feel when you hear that song today? <clears throat> just like I said, just naive, cute. And a lot of times, even when I um watch older movies, I reminisce about my childhood. So yeah. sometimes it's good feelings, sometimes it's bad feelings. You know, like uh-huh. um, I always want to go back because in my mind it's like, well, damn, my dad was alive back then, so I wish I could go back in that yeah. that time. But uh, another part of me is like, man, I've changed. I just I love who I am now as a person. I love the person that I'm becoming too. So I hear stuff like that and just be like, damn, girl, mm-hmm. you sure changed. Everybody cool against the boo because I'm, I'm a crazy, crazy bitch. bitch. Right. Every, <laughs> At I 15, you were saying that? <laughs> yeah. Come smoke. Call, calling up my brother, Eric, to see if he got some more fire shit. That's my little brother. Um, yeah. that's I was like I was one of the guys. Mm-hmm. So it felt good to be one of the guys. Now, I, I do want to run down some fun facts because I feel like people don't know your stats. And I don't want... Motherfuckers are getting confused up here. I'm like, yes, I'm talking to Gangsta Boo for a reason, honey. <laughs> okay, Miss Lola Mitchell, Gangsta yes. Boo. Yes, come on, research. Yes. yes. <laughs> now, it was said here that you left 36 Mafia after um, When the Smoke Clears. Yep. And then your first solo album was called Inquiry Minds. Yep, came now, out of Relativity. Yep, and that was, on, uh, that was in 1998. Yep, 98. And that reached number 15 on Billboard's yep. top R&B slash hip-hop. And number 29 on the Billboard 200. Yep. Come on, get it to you, stash, y'all. <laughs> Second album, Inquiring Minds 2, The Soap Opera. Yep. Uh, debuted at number 53 on Billboards with the hip-hop and R&B. Yep. And then they said you came back to uh, 3-6 Mafia in t- 2013, and then you left again in 2014. Yeah, we did a, a project called The Mafia 6. We got back together and did mm-hmm. a, a, you know, a project minus Juicy. Okay. Uh, it was me, Paul, Lord, Coops, and Crunchy. But since then, like I said, we lost Lord and mm-hmm. Coop. But yeah, dude, like I said, it was some good times. Those you know, some heavy stats, though. You think? I believe for sure to say as a female soloist, yeah, that you hit Billboard, and oh, then yeah. you didn't just hit Billboard in your genre, which is hip hop. Um, Billboard two hundred. That's yeah. not easy. Yeah, I guess you're right. And um, it wasn't, I, I think it was more even harder back then because it wasn't no streams. It wasn't none of that shit. It was like everything had to been, it was groundwork. So, yeah, I guess so. I don't discredit myself or nothing like that. I'm really mm-hmm. blessed to have worked with a lot of people that I've worked with from mm-hmm. Outkast to E-40 to Lil Jon to Crazy Bone to um, Brills. It's the EDM artist. Like, I've worked with so many people and still working. I just, like, um, collabed with Dev Hines. Mm-hmm. Uh, super dope. I don't know if you guys are into him, but please, please, he is a brilliant musician. I'm talking about play every mm-hmm. goddamn hey, thing. Nice. Yeah, but in dope. the past, you you even um collaborate. I feel like a lot of people don't know about, uh, Yellow Wolf and Eminem. Yeah, Yellow Wolf, Eminem. You a female in this industry that worked with Eminem, a song with I Eminem. Know, like, and I'm stoked. Pop to... your collar, shorty. Yeah, I do. I definitely <laughs> pop my collar. You know, I because uh, I think I pop the fuck out of it, but I I just try to remain humble because. Mm. I'm, I, I, this is a platform that I want women like you to not remain too humble. I know everybody say that because see, <laughs> it ain't no gray area with me. See, it's either I'm a, uh, I'm humble or I'm like, you know what I'm saying. But now I do have oh, moments where I, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, definitely be like, hold on now, you know what I'm saying. Some places I won't even show up to. 
to mm. on, on some shit like that. But yeah, I, I, I love that's one of my greatest accomplishments is working with Outkast and Eminem. Mm. And it wasn't like it was just like a collab. He actually like said my name in his verse, so he was stoked to be on a record with me too. And I know that. I mean, I know people. Take my sound. I know all that. I know people actually like listen. Uh, probably like when they writing for these hoes, they listen to my listen to old Gangsta Boo or old Three Six and mimic my flow and my cadence and give it to another bitch. I, I know that. Oof. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely pop my collar. I know all these things, but it's like as long as I'm relevant and I'm in my own lane and I'm doing my own thing, yeah. I kind of just like to remain humble and grounded because I know I get my blessings more that way. Okay. Now I'm gonna end this in a minute now, but I do because. Three Six Mafia is such a mega group, and you will always be Three Six Mafia in my eyes. Oh yeah, regardless for sure. if you come in and out, in between, don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, I feel like in life, people get so complacent, and they feel hard, like to walk away from something because they feel scared. They feel like they would never be able to obtain the same level of success, or even more, if they walk away. And I just broke down some of your stats, and granted, you were with them at some of those points. However, yep. you walked away. Yeah, I kind of want you to talk about the courage that was in you to do that and kind of give advice to the women out there that's probably going through the same thing, feeling as if they're scared to walk away from something that's so great. Yeah. Man, I feel like you just got to, for me personally, it was just a feeling. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just can't fight the feeling. Mm-hmm. If something ain't right within your soul, you got to tend to your, your soul, your mental health, because health is wealth and there's nothing more important to that. I mean, it's not more important than that for me than anything, my health, my mental. So if I'm in a situation where I'm uh, feeling targeted or I'm mm-hmm. feeling uncomfortable or I'm feeling like, you know, I'm being attacked, then I'm going to leave. I, I, that can be anything. That can be my household with my mama, anything. I'm going to walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, for the women that's in certain situations where they feel like they can't walk, walk away, you just got to be strong, gain strength, and honestly pray. Mm. pray, pray for strength, pray for guidance, pray for wisdom, because that's what I did. And I was like, man, whatever is meant, go be meant. But it worked for me in a sense because it's like, damn, our legacy is still here and it's so fresh. So I will always be seeked out for in some shape, form, or fashion, and I'm blessed behind that. And I do feel like because I have stood on my own and not cared about what nobody said about me, not... Uh, you know, I don't have to be a walk around in Louis bags and Gucci and all this yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? I got a pay-for house in L.A. I got a relationship. I'm chilling. Um, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got, uh, like, other things that I'm doing that has nothing to do with music. And I just love being Lola. Like, I don't want to mm. be this big-ass entity that go home fucking pulling off lashes and lace fronts crying until I go to sleep. Mm. I I can't do that no more, man. Ain't nothing like being yourself because at the end of the day, that's all you got. Look what, look how they, they bring you up to let you down. Yeah. So bring you up to, they build you up to, to bring you down. Bring you down. Right. And I don't have time for that shit, girl. My daddy named me Lola, and I'm Lola for a reason. He didn't name me Gangsta Boo. So Gangsta Boo is second to Lola. First and foremost, Lola. Yes, ma'am, honey. Lola, do me a favor. We're going to wrap this up after this song, but I want you to introduce, because I'm going to play this record. Okay, what? Yellow Wolf, yep. you, and Eminem. All right, it's called Throw It Up. It's produced by my boy Will Power. Shout out to my boy KP at Ghetto Vision, and this is a really good song. It's Yellow Wolf off his first album, Radioactive, featuring me and Eminem, honey. Yeah, y'all check it out. We'll be right back, right here on Woman in Hip Hop. Throw it up. <laughs> hey, boo, get these motherfuckers. Pass that jack. 
I see you bitches talking loud, but you ain't saying shit. Get the fuck around here. You don't rap my shit. You ain't from my city. You don't know about this. You don't want that drama. You ain't ready for it, bitch. Throw it up. Throw it up. Throw it up. You ain't ready for it, bitch. Throw it up. Throw it up. Yeah, gangsta boo. Throw it up. Let me holler at you. You ain't ready for it, bitch. I already got two cars in the yard that don't run. So I want to break shit down for you. Let me confuse with the punching lines and bars that I lunch. Yeah, the king of archery come with a cracker dig. The fuck you in that pussy carpet you munch. If I'm not hardly the one, you must be barely the one. Period. Really, you kidding, bitch. I'm the prodigal son. And I'm stuffing like my dad. You can drink, drink it like my mama. Country like my uncle. Stuttering like a CD in a donkey. Pump, 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 pump. And I'm in a blue Chevy. Running up with motherfuckers in first. I ain't even shift here yet. I ain't even here yet. I'm out of this earth, right? But I just hit the surface. And I'm about to walk into a bank with a shank and a black can of paint. Expect me to be proper, bitch. You better pop in a CD and me immediately. Chance I was thinking about buying you some clothes, but Target was closed, so I decided to mosey on over. It came off with the doze. It was locked. What about some shoes? I thought great, I suppose. So I go to pay less, but what do you know? They didn't carry a size eight and hoes. Oh, this is ugly boy swag. Putting toe tags on motherfucking hoe bags. What a trailer trash pioneer. I am here, that's why I'm here. I don't got a rhyme book, it's more like a motherfucking diarrhea. Diarrhea. Me, yellow with a gangster boot, came here to show you a thing or two about sign language. Middle fingers aimed at you, so we don't gotta scream at you. 
just bit my bottom lip, it was an accident I went to go tell him all to go get fucked But I'm never gonna bite my tongue, I little bitch, that way up I just talking loud, but you won't Yo, that record was hard. We talked about it earlier. Yep, yep. Um, again, Gangsta Boo got a record with Yellow Wolf and freaking Eminem. So you already yep. know your girl is that chick. And, and Yellow Wolf, um, he hopped on it. Like I, I, I released a song called mm -hmm. Gangsta Walk. Now a few weeks, well, actually in October, but I just shot a video for it and it came out or whatever. Anyway, long story short, that inspired mm -hmm. Yellow Wolf to want to get on a remix, but it wasn't necessarily a remix because I didn't really have a remix in mind. But I just sent him the instrumental. And so y'all check that out too. It's called Get Buck on his end, but it's called Gangsta Walk on my end, and you can check it out on gangstaboo.com. Okay. Now this is the part of the show where I call confessionals. Okay. Don't get scared. I'm not, girl. Let's <laughs> get it. It's one of those uh, rundown questions where it's just deserving of one answer, like one word answers. Okay. So kind of sorta, even though the top one you're gonna give me like five. So if you can, okay. Do you have uh, since this is woman in hip hop? Do you have top five favorite female rappers? No. Okay. Top five? Yes. No, can I name some? 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 Mm -hmm. uh, I like Chat. I like Mia X. Mm -hmm. I like. Shit, man. Oof. It's a couple of them. I just can't think of like top five. That's going to be a minute. But the ones that come to my head is Mia X, La Chat, uh, Shauna B. Snapping. Mm, Shauna from Chicago? Yeah, mm -hmm. Shauna B. Snapping. Uh, it's a couple of them. It's a couple of little new chicks that's all right. I, ho I don't know if they write their own bars, but it's a few of them. Okay. Yeah, like right now, who you like right now that you listen to? Oh, man, I don't really listen to female rap right now. No? Uh-uh. No, Period. I don't, who you like? Who you uh, listen to right now? Just curious. Yeah, who am I listening to right now? I love 21 Savage. Okay. Uh... I listen to me. <laughs> but now, nah, dude, I listen to a lot of old school. I listen okay. to David Ruffin. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Marvin Gaye, Al Green. Mm -hmm. I listen to alternative music. Mm -hmm. um, like, I've been listening to a lot of Queen lately. Mm. Uh, but now nah, I'm trying to think. Of, oh, I listen to, I love ASAP Rocky. I listen to Project Pat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm, just, I'm just thinking of names that I YouTube when I go home to feel inspired. I used to listen to Kanye West a lot, but. I don't really know about him no more. Okay, don't know about <laughs> I, him in the red hat. Okay. I, 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 you know, he's, you know, he's, he's one of the greats. But I don't like, you know, I used to listen to him a lot okay. at the crib. But yeah, I don't, that's really it. I listen to a lot of old school. Pet peeve against the bull. You just can't deal. What's a pet peeve? Hear people chew. Huh? Like I hate to like hear people smack. It is. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I hate like. When people don't clean up after themselves, it's mm. just like I hate. I'm not a germaphobe. I'm not OCD, but I hate dust. Mm. But my my biggest pet peeve would be the chewing, the smacking. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, do you have a favorite bar by Gangsta Boo? And if you can, spit it. Now let me kick a little sum about this lady named Boo. Haven't you heard of the things that Miss Boo is capable to do? Get your mind twisted like some dreads on a Jamaican's head. Vicky lingerie, candles lit, rose petals on the bed. And that's from Where the Dollars At. I was going to say I'm Where the Dollars At. I'm chilling heavy, you understand me, baby. <laughs> this gangsta Boo. <laughs> now that single was major. That was yeah, like that was fun. Your biggest, what would you yeah, say? Like yeah, yeah, song? yeah. Like, yeah, that, that, I mean, it was. Why are you so perfect? Because that's how I'm going to end it. That's the last song I'm going to play. Uh, so go ahead. Talk about the record, though. <laughs> good, good. It was like a gift. Like, it was a gift. Well, like, as I got older and stuff, like, was working on other new music and people just still wanted to hear that at the shows and stuff. Yeah. I used to get annoyed. Like, damn, man, I got new shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? But 
the the older I got in my mind, you know, the wiser I got, I was like, girl, that's a, instead of like looking at it as a, because at first it was a curse and a, what, it, what they call a it, gift and, and a curse. curse. I was like, no, bitch, this is a gift. You still getting booked. And if these motherfuckers <laughs> want to hear this shit and they chant to this shit and rap this, like you, it just dropped, right. that's what's up. I said, because like when I go, like I, mi- I hate so fucking much that I missed that Bad Boy reunion tour. Oh, wow. And I said all that to say, because I want to hear Faith saying that old school faith shit like I want to go to concerts where I look at the legends and I want to hear the legendary songs to make me go back in time where I was doing a lot of cool things in my life so I look at it like that now and it's an honor to still be booked and busy off that song so dope so yeah I love it now so well, I, I, I loved it then, but I really, really love it now. I got to actually perform that motherfucker this Sunday. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Book busy and blessed. Gangsta Boo still is. Yeah, man. I was 18. That song, 20 years old. I was going to say 20 years later, still doing your things. Yep. And with that being said, if you can, everything we talked about, we started out talking about your upbringing in Memphis. Yep. Talked about 3-6 Mafia even prior to that. Just talking about your starting the hip-hop, your love for it, calling up the radio at 11, yep, rapping yep, and all rapping. of that, <laughs> and where you are today, if you can, sum it up in one word, not a sentence, the feeling that you are in right now in life, in one word. Happy. Happy. I love that. Happy. <laughs> Y'all heard it here first. Thank you, Gangsta Boo, for this interview. And Woman in Hip Hop, any last words you want to tell the people what you got coming up next, your social media, all of that? Yep. Uh, I want to tell the ladies, pussy is power, and that don't mean pop on a dick, honey. That mean talk your shit, swallow your spit, cash your checks, stand your ground with your crown, because they love it, honey. Pussy is power. And just stay locked in with Gangsta Boo and what I got going on on GangstaBoo.com. And pretty much my Instagram is all over there, too, my merch and everything. So, yeah, GangstaBoo.com. I am Miss Yeah Ho, and Miss Yeah Ho is M-I-S-S-Y-E-A-H-O-E, Yeah Ho. Hey, I love that. (laughs) All right, you guys, that is it. So before we go, um, of course, you already know, tune in here every Monday night, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Woman in Hip Hop, every Monday night here on Dash Mixtape. Gangsta Boo, baby girl, please introduce your hit record that you about to be performing on Sunday. (laughs) My old school joint, my old school jam is Where the Dollars At. This song came out in 1998. The video was shot in New York. I think it was like my first time in New York. Um, I was really happy. I was young. I was just 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 coming out of Memphis off the porch, experiencing life, and it was shot by Chris Robinson. Um, okay. And yeah, and um, you know he's on to bigger and better things right now. But yeah, where the dollars at, baby? <laughs> y'all check it out right here on Woman in Hip Hop, and I will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>